Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from John chapter 11, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 29. Let's read together. A man named Lazarus was sick, and he lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. And this is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus, telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, Let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there's danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. And Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. And Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here, and he wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. This is God's word. I uh, I do not like waiting, whether it is cooking my food, which I always cook on high, <laughs> uh, or scoping out the fastest checkout line. Waiting is annoying. I mean, can you relate to that? But there are some times when waiting is not just merely annoying, it's downright agonizing, heartbreaking, and confusing. 
I mean, take this story, for instance. Imagine you are Mary or Martha in this story. You're a very good friend of Jesus. You know what Jesus can do. You know how Jesus can heal. You trust Jesus. You follow Jesus. You're faithful to Jesus. You have Jesus in your home. He eats in your home. I mean, he's a friend. He's more than a friend. He's like a brother. And then your brother, Lazarus, becomes terribly ill. And things take a terrible turn, and things are not looking good. But your brother, Lazarus, is also very close friends with Jesus. And the answer to your fears and Lazarus's illness is Jesus. But Jesus is about a full day's walk away. So you reassure Lazarus that Jesus will come. Jesus will fix this. Just trust. Just believe. And you send someone to find Jesus and give him the pressing news of Lazarus's deteriorating condition. But then you wait and wait and wait, and finally the messenger returns, but not with Jesus, not with the one who can do something about this issue. And Lazarus dies. You prepare your beloved brother's body, and you place him in the family tomb, and you begin the mourning process. And a few days later, Jesus shows up. What are you feeling? Martha leaves those gathered uh, there to comfort the family, and she goes out to meet Jesus. What would you say to Jesus? Martha says, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. I think that's pretty close to what I'd say. If only. I mean, those words are a desire to change the past so that life and the future would be different. If only. I mean, you ever said that? If only, maybe it's not something large like this story, but maybe it's like, if only I would have studied more in school. If only I would have had the courage to take that job. If only I would have kept my mouth shut when I was angry. Angry, you know. If only I had said no to that temptation. If only. Then things would be different. Here, Martha, in the midst of her grief, is honestly sharing her thoughts with Jesus. Jesus, if only you would have been here, my brother would still be alive. I mean, have you ever said those words to God? God, if only you would have healed my loved one, if only you would have acted on my prayers, if only, I mean, fill in the gap. God, if only they had called on Jesus, they had waited for Jesus, they had trusted in Jesus, but he arrived too late. And not only did he arrive too late, we know <laughs> that he stayed behind on purpose. 
Martha wishes the past could be changed so the present could be different. But she also does reveal incredible faith. Martha gets a bad rap, I think. I mean, there's that story where Mary and Martha have Jesus and his disciples over uh, for dinner and such, and Martha's busy getting things together, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, taking the role of a disciple, which a woman, you didn't do that in that culture, and yet Jesus permitted it. Jesus is such uh, an incredible guy. And so Martha says, Jesus, would you please tell my sister to get off her backside and help me out in the kitchen? And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, uh, you know, she's choosing the better thing, the pressing thing, the most important thing. So Martha also, you know, often gets kind of a bad rap. But here Martha is showing incredible faith, unbelievable faith. I mean, she, she says this, listen, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. She's bold. She's honest. But then she says, but even now, Jesus, even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. What incredible faith. In other words, it's not too late for you, Jesus, because of the close relationship you have with God. So how does Jesus respond to this little bit of hope that that Martha's casting out there? He says, your brother will rise again. But Lazarus was dead. (laughs) And hearing that he's in a better place and will be raised to new life someday didn't seem to offer a whole lot of comfort. I mean, have you ever had that happen to you? I mean, one of the, that's just one of those things that, you know, you say to try to make someone feel better, but it doesn't offer a whole lot of comfort, right? Yeah, I mean, it does. We don't, we don't grieve like we have, we have no hope. We do have hope, but in that moment, it's Jesus, why weren't you there? Instead of, well, he's in a better place. And Jesus says, no, the resurrection is here. I mean, your brother will rise again. And Martha essentially says, yeah, I already know that. You see, at the time of Jesus, most of the Jewish people believed in the resurrection of the dead. The resurrection of the dead wasn't something that uh, first appeared in the minds of people when Jesus rose from the dead. The resurrection of the dead was a real, true um, belief and hope that the Jewish people had, that God would one day raise people into a new bodily life and that all of corrupt and broken creation would be renewed and made new. And the expectation was that all would be resurrected someday at the end, at the end of days. And Jesus uh, says, your brother will rise. And so Martha says, yeah, I have that belief that there will be a day when everyone will rise. I get that. I, I agree with that. And Jesus, though, is giving a glimpse, though, into the future so that Martha has a hope in the present. But he isn't just saying, be comforted, Martha. Lazarus and all of us will one day rise. Jesus is making a shocking claim. He says, listen, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. 
So Jesus says the resurrection hope we have isn't just something in the future that we're hoping for. Resurrection, that kind of hope, that kind of new life, that kind of future that that you're banking on and hoping for, resurrection is standing right in front of you right now, Martha. Resurrection isn't merely a future fact or a doctrine that, that helps you feel a little warm at night. Resurrection is a person. And it is in Jesus, in trusting him, in relating to him, following after him, that will one day provide the resurrection life we hope for for all of us. Martha longed for the past to change for a a better present. And Jesus announced that in him, the future hope that, that she had longed for had shown up in the present. Martha is having her, if only, changed to, if Jesus And Martha believes, and then she goes and gets her sister, Mary. And this is where our story ends today, and we'll pick it up next time. But what about us today? Maybe today you find yourself waiting, longing, hoping for God to do something, to answer that desperate prayer, to change that circumstance, to provide, to heal, to guide, but you find yourself waiting. It bugs me that God runs on his own timetable. How dare him? After all, I pretty much know better, right? Yikes. (laughs) Jesus waited to go to Lazarus because God had told him to wait. Jesus said it was for God's glory. Somehow, through this painful waiting, God's way, God's will, God's character, God's purposes would be revealed and advanced more but waiting is difficult. Today, I wish I had a neat little answer for you in the midst of your waiting, but I don't. But from this story, I'm encouraged to keep asking, to be honest with God, and to choose to trust him. Maybe you find yourself today in this waiting time, or maybe you find yourself today saying, if only, and you're giving uh, a fair bit of energy to the regrets of the past wishing you could tweak the past to have a better tomorrow. And so what is your if only? From this story, I'm encouraged to change my if only to if Jesus. If Jesus is who he says he is, if I believe that, if I then therefore know who he is and therefore who I am as his follower, friend, son, adopted child, then things are different. When I look at my past, and I look at myself, my faith and my hope go down. But when I look at Jesus, my faith and my hope go up. And so today, I don't have an answer for you, but I'd like to pray for you. And so today, what are you waiting for? And what is your if only? The good news is Jesus says um, that he is in the middle of our waiting. He is the resurrection and the life our future hope standing right before our eyes. But So let's pray together. God, today, there are some of us here listening to this, and we are filled with the if-onlys. And we're afraid that our, that our, uh, our if-onlys um, have trapped us into a right-now that is not uh, the life 
we desire or want. And so, God, would you give hope? God, may we today not focus on ourselves, not focus on our regrets, but instead trust that you can make all things new, that you can take the brokenness and the mess and you can uh, make it into a masterpiece. You can make something beautiful out of it. And that it's not if only, it's if Jesus. And we can put our hope and our trust and faith in you. And then, God, for those of us waiting, Lord, would you encourage us? Would you help us to be honest with you? Would you lead us? Would you guide us? Would you speak to us? Would you reveal yourself to us? Would you hold us? Would you give us patience? Would you give us peace? And remind us that you're there in the waiting. We love you, God, and we give you our lives. We give you our timetables. We give you our hopes. We give you our dreams. We give you our longings. And we trust in you, the resurrection and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.